Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello, everyone. Tonight's episode, this is a classic episode of Lost. I forget how good this one was. I did forget. I knew it was good, but it's really good. This is called The Man from Tallahassee, who's a pretty despicable guy. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's probably the worst of the dads. Yeah. But he doesn't actually he doesn't so, have as much screen time as some other people here, but the, the idea behind him is very strongly done. So I think one reason this is such a classic episode is it's just such a devious episode. Like, everything... Mm. Everything is someone playing someone else. Yeah. The scenes between Ben and Locke are just pure dynamite. No. Oh. There's there's some perfect tension and the chemistry in there. And it's the first time they've encountered each other since the hatch. That's true. And, you know, Locke and him had quite the chemistry in the hatch. And this is mm-hmm. not everything's different. Yep. And it's very interesting watching because I know Ben is manipulating Locke and like kind of urging him to do it. And I couldn't remember, I didn't know how much Locke knew he was being manipulated at the same time, but I think he knew the entire time. He just had to do it. He's just like, he wanted to do it anyway. He had his reasons. And some very, very interesting discussions about Island. Well, you're cheating. You have refrigerators and electricity. You know, Locke is very like... He thinks it should be all spiritual. All spiritual. Yeah. And which is, is in some ways the debate on the Island is like how much of it should be, you know, spiritual and how much of it should be this new civilized version that ben basically initiated mm-hmm. so he's not wrong in at least understanding how ben runs things differently in some ways you get the sense from what we saw of hurley's tenure on the island because he he did leave the island sometimes they use the man yeah. they should but they did also like they closed down dharma and like you're like no we don't really need this anymore so i'm, I'm sure they left themselves some resources but it seems to me like hurley's tenure of island running was much less about power and the proper mm-hmm. way to do things and just, you know, just be excellent to each other. Well, well, <laughs> I imagine Hurley being yeah. a very Bill and Ted sort of version of, of island running. Well, the weird thing about the people who run the island is that Jacob is really not that great of a guy. No, not he's, actually, he's so not flawed, but he has this sort of cult because the, because he's the keeper of this magical island, not and, and because has, he's magical necessarily. And he's done it for a very, very long time. So I'm sure that adds to his cult-like persona of the people who follow him. Yeah, and, and, and there's probably some worship of the Black Smoke Monster guy, too, mm-hmm. You know, that's intermingled there. Yeah, that's entirely possible. But anyway, so Locke and Ben are on rare form. Oh, man, I remember there was so much talk about the magic box I after know. this episode. And it, it it's nothing. I mean... I guess in those, it's not the way Ben describes it working. Like, the island has a magical property, yes, mm. but it's not like something that will give you whatever you want. Well, Ben just wants to, he just, he's just picking at Locke. Because he knows, mm. he's jealous of Locke, yeah. but he also knows more than Locke. Yeah, again, that, like, the lie mixed with truth. Ben did not grow up on the island. He wasn't born on the island. He did, he did like, spend a lot of time on the island. He was, like, what? 10, 12 yeah, when they it, moved It's on. like four more episodes that we learned that he's not... I mean, it's a it's a bald-faced lie. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure the writers know it at this point, that mm-hmm. it's a lie. But we don't. Like, first time you watch this, and then you see him not... He's like, wait, wait, what? Because first time you watch this, you're still believing Ben more than you should. You just do. <laughs> yeah. But literally everything out of his mouth is half a lie. Yeah. Mixed with truth in it, too. And that's what's so frustrating and fabulous. Rewatching it. I mean... 
the tension is just the same or better rewatching it than watching it. That's true. It's an, we talked last time how some of the tensions was diffused because okay, we know what the pylons are, but yeah, this this whole back and forth, like seeing them manipulate or one up and each other, is still good. I mean, like as much as Ben is, was kind of in control of the situation, Locke's comment was like, "Because you're in the wheelchair and I'm not," that had an undeniable sting to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think that's that's the best parts of Lost, for me at least, is that those episodes you can rewatch and they work just because either the relationships are so good or the the sort of irony and the foreshadowing is just so thick and, you know, mm-hmm. or you're unweaving things that were tense first time, but they're still tense because you know it now and it's, it has a different flavor, uh-huh. but it's still just as good. Oh, man, I, I felt bad for Jack and Juliet oh. in that scene where, where uh, Ben was like, Okay, well, well, I guess you guys are going. You got me. You got me, and yeah, I'll let your I'll let your friends go as soon as you're off the island. They're like, oh, Ben. <laughs> I mean, his fate. I mean, he just the whole thing he plays just great. I mean, um, Michael Emerson is great. Yeah, yeah, man. There's there's a reason they knew they had to keep that actor around. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's let's rewind a, a little bit here. I'm trying to. It was interesting. Locke's plan. Of proceeding when Kate was all like irrational, let's go get him, let's go do it now. Oh, and that's Saeed good. trying to be the voice of reason, and then Locke actually struck a very reasonable plan of attack. Yeah, sneak in, talk to him, work through through things. And uh, you might have the only the only hitch is you might have thought so. You might have thought, hmm, Dharma has surveillance cameras all over the place. What makes this thing we can just sneak in this place and not be caught? I know, but I mean, it's also where they live. Why would you? I mean, why would you, you, you have you have a pylon around it? True, that's true. You might not think of looking for that. Which I have to say, I mean, just a good shot. You know, Jack playing the piano, then Kate's just like, mm-hmm. what? It's it's so what disorienting, even if you know what's going on, because it's just the first time I see him yeah. normal. like not. It's kind of wild to me in some ways, too, that Kate jumped to, oh, they've done something to him. They've, they've I guess it might be in part because she saw that crazy room with Carl, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. That, that she saw some form of brainwashing. But like... Yeah, there's all kinds of other things. <laughs> and Jack's like, you told me to trust them and make a deal. And she's like, oh, yeah, I did. But see, Kate Kate just views the, it's her version of events is what's true. She, she It's hard for her to unwind from what she thinks she has to get done. Mm, that's true. It's that whole, like, have to run. When she gets an idea in her head, she doesn't let it go. And it, it's hard to see another viewpoint. Yeah, that's, that's and, and causes her a lot of problems. It, it does. It does. That's a that's a good good analysis. And she's a ridiculously loyal too. I mean, yeah. both to her oh, mom yeah. to the even to the sheriff guy, the marshal guy. I mean, he, yeah. she's just that's true. She's very loyal, which is good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking though, this episode, man, it'd be fun to edit this show. Like, it'd be just be a fun exercise to have all the like raw footage and. Well, it made me think about that was a scene between Kate and Jack in the game room, mm-hmm. um, which like there's just these interesting like back and forth of them. Some of these silent moments where like like there's one where like Jack has his head down and then he looks up a bit as if he's made up his mind about to say something, and then they just stare at each other for a little bit mm-hmm. longer. And it's just it, it feels you you kind of want to know what's going on in their thought, thought processes, but you can kind of read some it'd be it'd just be a fast things like that would be fascinating to edit you know from the editor's perspective <laughs> it's interesting this episode is almost primarily discussions between ben and Locke and jack and kate that's true i mean there's a lot of just and it works really well i mean there's a lot of extra little scenes not, ca- not counting the flashback there's a lot no, more, the, there's a lot well, more dialogue we haven't even talked about this this flashback is 
is tense. It is. It's, it's interesting. You don't quite know when it starts out. It's like, oh, this is a wheelchair lock. Oh, no, no, it's not. It's like, oh, this is a pretty broken lock. Still, man, you're right. It is pretty remarkable how much of a loser they may really paint Locke in some of these and flashbacks. He, he, he acts so defeated. I mean, just... Mm-hmm. And, and yet his, his, his worst defeat hasn't even happened yet. No. And uh, then, like, first time you watch this, you're just, you're just tense. And now, second time watching, you know what's going to happen, and it makes it worse in some ways. Like, mm-hmm. oh, the phone's over there. Like, don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. Don't do it. Yeah. And they, Ben mentioned something about, like, I know how you got paralyzed. And that kind of cues the audience. Wait a minute. We don't know how he got paralyzed yet, mm. at least for the, the ones who haven't seen this yet. Oh, I mean, this thing, this whole episode is just full of foreshadowings and double meanings. And mm-hmm. um, that, like, first time you watch it, you don't get, like, and it's clever because then you're thinking about all being paralyzed, and then when it happens, you're like, it's all set up. It's not, you know, it's a surprise, but it's also revealed simultaneously. Yeah. I suppose if they hadn't dropped that hint, you might have even forgotten this was a thing you might be waiting for. Like, you're mm. unconsciously waiting for it. Yeah, because you had never known how, he, how it had happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time we've seen Richard on the island, right? On the island, yes. Yeah, because yes. we had, the previous time it was when he uh, recruited Juliet. So that, yeah, I, I noticed that, like, Again, foreshadowing. They he name dropped him. We didn't see who was helping him. And then later we saw his face. Mm-hmm. So fun stuff there. And then a little little moment between um, not Delane. What's her name here? <laughs> uh, crazy French lady. Crazy French Rousseau. lady. Rousseau. Yeah. Well, not between, but you know she sees. Her she daughter, finally got to see her daughter, which has been a very interesting kind of mini plot this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of the the C plot, but it's a nice it's a nice payoff. I mean, I guess yeah, that's true because we. We had a lot of Alex the early part of the season. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been kind of an ongoing thing. Alex doesn't hate her. No, she's like, Ben's like, well, she hates me right now. And she, she's like, Dad, I'll get it. Because yeah. she doesn't want him to die. Right, right. It's uh, it's complicated. It's Everything's complicated. Okay, just Jack's, Jack's look. when That scene where the locks are like, why are you there, Locke? I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? Boom. <laughs> oh, man, that's good drama. And, and Jack's just like. If I didn't hate you already. is <laughs> almost a flabbergasted looking. He's like, like, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> okay. You were English last time. I, I was wondering at the end of that, going back to the Jack and Kate yeah. scene, the fact that she they put her in a game room. It's like, what does this mean? What, kind of, what kind of game are the others playing? Oh, here? I like that. Is I this, like that's good English. Is this related to the backgammon metaphor of good <laughs> and evil thing we talked about? <laughs> because just to break, pull away from English, we're correct that these houses are basically like some YMCA camp in Hawaii, <laughs> right? I believe. Oh, you mean in real life? In real life. Yeah, I think so. Something like Which, that. So it's just like, I mean, it looks very much like a camp game room. It's great. Yeah. I wonder if it is. That's a good question. I wonder if that's a real location. Uh, do we know if, like, are the ins? Because I never knew for sure if, like, the insides were actually, like, sets or if they were actual from the. Oh, you know what? I don't camp. know. I don't know offhand. I, I mean, I, it could be either way. It could be either or half and half. Yeah. My it, guess is the inside of the houses are too nice. I think those are probably. Probably sets. Sets. Yeah, probably. I like that. I, what game are they playing? And then. <laughs> Yeah, we're all on this side. We're not over with the beach people. No, this oh, is all. We did get a, a foreshadow of expose, though. <laughs> Locke was watching expose online. That's true. Or that's, on TV. That's coming in the next episode. And you noticed, I, oh, and uh, I noticed last time in Par, in Par Avignon, mm-hmm. we had no Nikki and Paul. Oh, yeah. 
I bet uh, I bet their fate were already had already been sealed by, by that, that point. point. Yeah. So they're like, we're not going to drop it any more cameos. It's interesting. You know, Locke's whole thing with his dad is like, you know, you make people feel like they're part of the family, then you just get rid of them. I mean, it's the same thing Ben's playing. You know, yeah. like I have all these all this knowledge, and you'll learn, and you'll you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always been be- uh, Locke's weak point. Yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. Well, I mean, how they, how they spin that over and over again, and I mean, they do it with all the characters. It's just the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I do think Ben genuinely wants to study Locke. Oh yes, sense. I agree. I agree. Yeah, like I mean, I know at some point he shoots him. He's like, all right, you're becoming too much of a threat to me. Yeah, I'm just gonna get rid of you. But at this point, I think he genuinely wants to. He wants to keep him close, so he has an idea who and what this guy is. So when did the? How did the man from Tallahassee get there? Do we remember? I think they just went and got him. Just as a backup? Yes, just as a backup. That sounds, that sounds Ben-ish. Yeah, I think it so. It must have been before the hatch imploded, though. Probably. They can't get, I, I think they're telling the truth when they can't get in. Yes, and I think that's one re- another reason about this whole... Yeah, no. Well, they, they've name, they've name-dropped that they, have, that they were having some sort of issues about... Leaving department. No, that's the whole. That's the whole thing with the uh, with the looking glass at the end of the season, though, right? They turn it back on their homing beacon. I mean, the freighter needs it. Mm. I mean, not that that's the point, but that has to happen at some point because because well, they go to the looking glass to turn off. No, wait, do they turn off? No, that's right. Rousseau turns off the French beacon, doesn't she? I think the, so. The distress when signal. Naomi drops or something like that. Yeah, because they go they go to a station where it's where it's being broadcast from. Yeah, but because at some point they have to alert the freighter for where they actually are. True. And I don't remember how they do that. If they're telling the truth about them being disconnected, which I think is true. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll have to see how that flows together. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'm sure it'll be, yeah, later this season I know that some of that will be going on. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to rediscover that. All right, anything else? I feel like we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, it was good. It was a good episode. Really, really great episode. Yeah, man. Lost editors, if you ever like want to like put out an editing exercise, probably wouldn't only would only be available for like film schools, but there's it, some good editing on this show. And they have yeah. to edit fast for a TV show, don't they? Probably do. Yeah, I would imagine so. I just know well, when I was in film school, I actually got to edit like the scene from like this eighties sitcom together. Oh, really? Which nice. was kind of fun to like had like longer takes and you had to like try to cut the scene together and stuff like which it was a cool ex- episode. I, I don't know if they ever make that stuff available probably be like years after the fact. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking, it'd be a fun, fun experiment. One last thing I guess I would want to mention, just a lot going into his wheelchair. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had various versions of that, but it seems like that was probably the most heart-wrenching that I remember thus far. That was that was pretty intense, though, like... And then even did the the kind of first, like, right behind his shoulder, sort of, from his viewpoint sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh. Which we also got set up. There's so many overlaps between Ben, you know, he lifted Ben and put... Yeah. Ben. That's true. So... It's very Mobius strip-ish. Locke is a sad, sad man. He is a sad... He never gets a good ending. No. No. I mean, I guess he seemed... He seemed recuperated better in the afterlife, apparently. Yeah. But that's... Uh, yeah, I mean, he was kind of happy on the island sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that occurred to me. Like, if Locke had just been satisfied with his role as hunter-gatherer for the survivors... It might have gone a lot better for him. Mm-hmm. In some ways, he got in trouble because he went so far into the, the having fate and destiny and having a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. 
But if he had just been satisfied with where the island given him, yeah, he wouldn't have been as much of a threat. He felt like he felt like a strong, like he could finally be the man he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. One of the things he wanted was a family a connection, and he did have that on with the survivor camp for a yeah. while. Yeah, but he got pulled into island politics. Yeah, which is always bad. I think <laughs> I don't think there's any good ending to that. No. Well. Until the, basically they had to get rid of the old management. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that has been The Man from Tallahassee, uh, a really enjoyable episode of Lost. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Hijack. All of our episodes, of course, are available on uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify. And, of course, our main podcast, Derailed Trains of Thought, is available at derailedtrainsofthought.blogspot.com. Until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. Bye-bye.